What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Rockcast, presented by Rockslide.com. And today we have my buddy Travis Hobbs back on, and we're going to talk about drawing or like try how to apply for for states to draw tags. So thanks for hopping on, Travis. Yeah, you bet. And I think uh, I think this will be really helpful. Like I, we were kind of talking. Um, there's a bunch of people that are always asking, like, so how do the different draws work? You know, maybe touch on some over-the-counter opportunity and what's available and like just dive into you know there's different things like is it a random draw state is there preference points is there bonus points and kind of the differences between preference bonus points that kind of thing and i think it'll just kind of help people and hopefully can be kind of a reference point and if somebody's thinking like hey i want to apply for this state or that state well hopefully at least we can touch on it and at least give them at least a little bit of a heads up and like a starting point. So that's what I was thinking. Oh, heck yeah, for sure. Because a lot of these states, it can be really confusing if you're used to going to a state where you need a hunting license and then a tag on top of the hunting license. And then you go somewhere like Wyoming or Arizona. Oh, no, not Arizona. Just kidding. You go someplace like Wyoming and you don't have to have a license. It's just a tag and it confuses the heck out of people. No, exactly. And I think that'll help people a bunch and we'll try to touch on that and then maybe go over some of the prices and like how, uh, at least for deer, elk, and antelope, like how the prices break down and then, you know, maybe talk about hunting licenses. A lot of this, I'm going to just kind of be rambling off the top of my head, but I think I can pretty much, we should be able to nail it. So, yeah, yeah, dude, it's going to be great. So <clears throat> first things first, I think are, you know, we get a lot of questions. I know you do. And I get a bit of like, go hunt, hunt and fool, um, epic outdoors, they're not even, they're not all the same. And I think that that's what kind of confuses people. Um, so can you, do you want to roll through those? Cause I know you use all of them and yeah, just say sure. what you like them better for. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Epic outdoors, one thing that's really cool about Epic outdoors. And I think for a guy that's just starting out and wanting to dive into like, Hey, I want to start hunting some other States. They are really helpful because they ship out a magazine. Um, I believe it's is it six or seven a year. It's about every other month, but what, when it comes out, it's right before your draw deadline. So, and they touch like on all your key changes on all your dates and it's in a magazine and you can also get that online. It's a free online Epic runs. I believe it's a hundred dollars a year. Um, a couple cool features that they offer is they have a member um, drawing database too. Like, So you can go through and like, if you're interested in applying for some of these units, you can actually call down there and they will get you in touch with like a list of people that have hunted in the unit and you can quiz them and people call me. I mean, they've gave my number to people and it's kind of fun, you know, Uh, I'll be honest. I'm a little more willing to share information over a phone call or something like that. And a lot of those members are too. So that's a really cool feature. Um, also you get to talk to Adam and Jason. And I mean, those guys are probably the best in the business and they got some other guys in there that are really good. And, you know, they'll kind of walk you through things and really help you out. And even if you want to go as far as to actually have them apply, they will even do that for you. Um, one cool thing, uh, go hunt. I really like their system. Um, it's kind of fun. You can get really crazy, like diving into, like percentages of public land. And I mean, they have this filter 
I can't remember what they call it, but you can actually kind of filter information out and really dive into all sorts of stuff that maybe some other people are missing. So I really do like that system too. Um, so, you know, those are kind of the different systems. There's also, um, I believe it's called, is it Topper Up? It's kind of a free service yep. that kind of goes over some deadlines. You can get KMZ, uh, like Google Earth files um, from them with unit boundaries, stuff like that. Um, so there's, there's a multitude of places, but that's kind of like the, a little bit of a breakdown on those guys. Um, I'm a member of Go Hunt and Epic, and I, I would probably give, if I was brand new starting out, I would probably give the tip of my hat probably to Epic just because I feel like they're probably going to be, it's going to make a little, the way they break things down, it's probably going to be a little easier for the first time guy. And then he can kind of take off from there too. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Just while we were talking about go hunt, have you looked at their maps yet? No. And I I'm super excited. I, I really am excited. I was kind of looking at some of the features they were talking about with them. And I think that's going to be really awesome. I, you know, there's some things I really love Onyx and I've been, a, I mean, I've been using those guys forever. I was actually using, um, I think it was called Cabela's even before Onyx. It's oh. kind of a, it was like a phone based app years ago. That was kind of a mapping app and it was awesome. They went, I think they went out of business and then I've been on Onyx for years. Like I've had a, um, both, I had the chips in my GPS and then, you know, I've kind of transitioned over the phone mostly but um i'm super excited for that go on i think i think i'm really excited to get my hands on that and see what it all is about yeah yeah for sure one thing i like about that that go hunt for is it all the information is in the same layout so it's not like you're looking from like state to states game and fish website and trying to decipher what's going on it's all you know it's all pretty streamlined and it's all in the same format. So it's a lot easier to read. Yep, for sure. No, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. And honestly, I'm kind of under the, I think it's good. Like the more competition those companies have, it's just like, they all just start improving. And, you know, and like Onyx, I've been playing a little bit around with their uh, 3d. I don't know if you've played around with that, but it's pretty cool. Like it's, it's awesome to have that mm-hmm. 3d capability. I don't know if that's available in the offline mode yet, but I was playing around with it a little bit. Um, just kind of doing some scouting and looking at some stuff and I was playing around with it and I was pretty excited. Like, I think it'll be really helpful. Yeah. I know that, uh, there's a lot of people asking the base map guys, if they could take that 3d map offline. And I think when, when one of those companies figures out how to do it and take it offline, it's going to be a super game changer because they were talking about how it's such a big file to do that 3D because, you know, you have to tilt it and yep. the whole nine, the the space needed to be able to download something like that is like astronomical for a phone. So, totally, uh, yeah. yeah. So as soon as they figure that out, man, it's going to be... Yeah. And that's another one like base map, like for guys starting out the price of that. Wow. Like that is a really good bang for your buck. Like, was it 20 bucks? I think for the like it's, it's entire 30. Yeah. It's 30 bucks 30, yeah. a year it for the entire so like, whole States. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Super reasonable. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's all that stuff. I think, 
you know, just competition in the market. It's good. It kind of pushes them all. And I think it's just going to all be better user products in the end. So yeah, pretty excited. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. So we were just going to hit, uh, did you, did we talk about eight States? Just kind of the, yeah, um, yeah, I was thinking we could go through and like, when I say, um, to me, the best or the top eight Western States, uh, I'm not like knocking on any of the mm-hmm. other ones I'm leaving out. But there's a couple reasons, but I won't really get into that. But I'm, I think if we talk about Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, and Wyoming, that was eight, right? Yep. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll talk about them kind of go through how it breaks down. Um, just real quick, like if you're on the coast, like you live in California, you really ought to consider Oregon and Washington just because they are close. Or if you're coming from back East, you know, a couple of States, like you really ought to be maybe considering, you know, like a Nebraska, the Dakotas. I mean, so Mm -hmm. I guess I'm not, but this is just kind of a base of what I think are probably the best eight States out West. When we talk about, deer, elk, and antelope, and kind of how um, it breaks down. I don't think we'll really get into like the once in a lifetime or those type of species, but we we'll just kind of keep it simple and go through and just the difference is how they all work. So yeah. how does that sound? Man, that sounds, it sounds perfect. I've been wanting to do this podcast for so long and it's great to yeah. find a guy who's done all of, you know, who's applied for all these states. Yeah. And like, I've been doing it forever. I mean, most of this stuff's off the top of my head and it's kind of like a little background on me is like, I kind of look through a lot of these States with the mule deer lens on, like, that's kind of my thing, but my wife, like she loves non antelope and elk. So we apply for all of them and she's kind of gotten started later in the game. So I can kind of touch on, you know, like, do you have realistic chances on drawing some of this stuff? Like, where does a guy start? All that kind of stuff. So I'll try to really cover it all equally, but do know that I kind of do have my mule deer goggles on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, for sure. So man, let's just dive right into Arizona. Cool. So Arizona. Oh, real quick. Maybe we'll talk about the differences between preference point and bonus point. Just real quick. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So preference point. So there's two different types of points. And when people talk about points, this confuses a lot of people. And I get tons of questions on this. So preference point state is basically the guy with the most preference points has preference over the, uh, the next guy. So like a Colorado, for instance, is a preference point state. So if, if it takes nine points to draw the unit you're after in Colorado, you are completely wasting your time if you're got five. So hopefully that makes sense. And that's where some of these, you know, having like a go hunt or Epic can really help you out in some of these States. And then like a bonus point state, there's usually a percentage of the tags that go to the highest number of the guy with the highest points. And then there's a certain percentage that's just issued at random, but where it kind of helps you is like, if you have five bonus points, a lot of these states, and I'll go through it, but a lot of these states will give you like five chances in the hat versus that one. So that's kind of how that works. So bonus points help you, but we'll kind of walk through that. Mm-hmm. So jumping into Arizona, Arizona is a bonus point state. And 
80% of its tags um, are actually go to just that bonus round pass. And then 20% are issued to the people with the most points. And into that, up to 10% of those tags will be issued um, to non-residents. So we're only, and I'm looking at all this from non-resident standpoint. Mm -hmm. So, but only 10% will go to a non-residence. Um, in Arizona, you'll need a valid hunting license to apply. So that's kind of a, most of the states are getting like that, but it's going to be $160 just to get that hunting license. Um, one cool thing about Arizona is it is a 365 day license. So if you were thinking about maybe doing some over the counter, um, hunting, like say, and like they got some late archery stuff that's over the counter that'll kind of you could kind of work that in um tag fees are i would say they're pretty average mm -hmm. um deer runs 315 dollars, i believe uh i'm kind of get i think elk 665 and i think antelopes uh it's more than deer i think it's 560 565 um I had that wrote down somewhere, but anyways, so that's kind of how that breaks down. Some interesting things about Arizona, when you apply, it's only $15 for the speed per species. So you'll have to pay $15 per species when you apply plus your $160 hunting license and that'll cover you. So I guess where I'm going with that $15 is it would really be crazy if you're going to apply in Arizona for say mule deer, you would be kind of crazy not to throw in an antelope and an elk application because they don't require any more upfront money. So yeah. you only pay when you draw. So that's one cool thing about those guys. Um, if, uh, they look at your first and second choice. So when you apply, you get to put down two choices. I think it's actually, you get to put three, but they only look at your first two. So first and second choice does count. So, and what happens is that draws administered and they issue an, you a number. Um, well, a certain amount of numbers, depending on how many points you have. And so the guy with the lowest number, so they look at both those choices before they move on. So there's a really good chance. Like my wife drew a really, really good elk tag um, two years ago. And she actually drew that on her second choice. So make sure you're filling out both those choices or you're really not taking advantage of what they have to offer. Gotcha. Um, another cool thing about Arizona, you get so the bonus points they have they have a, what's called a loyalty point which is if you apply for five years in a row you gain another bonus point and then they also have an education point so if you go down and go through a class and the class takes about a day we went and did this a number of years ago but you can go down and go through a class so like right off the get-go even if um, I was to draw an elk tag like my wife, she drew her elk tag and she went into the draw the next year with two bonus points just because she had a loyalty point and a hunter education point. So that's something to really take advantage of. Um, the other weird thing about Arizona is there's no waiting periods for deer, elk, or antelope, like no waiting period. So you could draw, technically you could draw every single year if, if you were lucky enough to pull the tag. Yeah. Um, 
The other thing is Arizona really does have some pretty good opportunity. Um, there's some elk hunts like Jordan, you did one of those and you could probably talk about that, but like you did a late season archery elk hunt that are way easier to draw than a lot of the other ones, but you can hunt in some of the best units down there. So it's kind of cool. I, I think it's kind of a cool option. Yeah. I hunted in, I mean, this, the second best unit that I guess I know of right around in that area. And I drew that, I believe with two points. It was late archery tag. It was right over Thanksgiving. I ended up killing the bull after Thanksgiving, but he was a three thirty-five by six, like a big bull. Yeah. And and we found, like, there was one day we found he would have been like a three sixty bull, but he was broke off on one side. Um, a lot of five points, but dude, we, I bet I saw forty bulls in two days on that trip. Yeah. And see, and that's the whole thing about like in Arizona is like, if somebody can take advantage of that, like a guy with just starting out really does have, uh, there's opportunity to draw there. And then, you know, you look at some of the coos units, they really don't take a whole lot of points. And I mean, you can get lucky and draw those the first year you apply. So that's one cool thing about Arizona. And I think from a lot of people looking in, they always are thinking about, you know, the units like, the strip units. So you got the Kaibab and the Arizona strip. Yeah. And they, you know, honestly, those deer units, some of them are very hard to draw. And you, I mean, you could be a lifetime of applying, but there's a lot of opportunity in other places too. So that's, it's kind of cool. So that's one awesome thing about Arizona. I, I can't really think, Oh, the other thing I was going to mention, um, there is some kind of uh, new trail stuff or trail camera stuff coming down the pipe. I, kind of sounds to me like Arizona's probably going to have an all out ban on trail cameras. It's kind of an interesting. Yes. Thing. So that's all new. Um, it's going to affect a lot of those outfitters. Um, a lot of people, I mean, Arizona is a dry state and water's very, very valuable. So we've been hunting, I've hunted down there. Um, and it's crazy some of the places that i mean the trail cameras you'll see around a water source like it'll blow your mind man yeah i can't believe that they they went with the other option and banned the whole thing instead of limiting it they were going to put a season was, on it like a shed season. i was super i was super surprised that they were going that way Dude, but yeah man and it's kind of i was kind of interested to see how people were like as the residents were taking of that um you know it's kind of interesting but like guys i'm talking to it seems like everybody's pretty pretty supportive of pretty it on board I, yeah yeah so i don't know and I guess if I live down there and man, every water source had that many cameras on it. in some of those places, like, I don't know, maybe I would, I, I don't know. I, I guess I can see it both ways. So kind of yeah. crazy. Though. Yeah. They definitely went from one extreme to the other. Yeah. So it's no wild. Between, yeah. Yeah. It is. So it that, is crazy. That should kind of wrap it up for Arizona. I think that should kind of give, um, jump over to Colorado. Yep. Um, so, oh, the other thing I was going to mention in Arizona really quick, antelope. Like, it is the antelope draw down there. One thing that they do have not have any opportunity for is antelope. Like, they are, like, getting a sheep tag. They are, like, a once-in-a-lifetime. Like, the draw yeah. odds are super long. So, just know that, like, going in. If you're a guy, like, back east wanting to, you know, get an antelope, it might not be the state you want to apply. I, yeah. I, I don't know. But anyways, I agree. we'll jump over to Colorado. 
Um, Colorado is a preference point system. Uh, there is a hybrid draw system. I shouldn't even mention this, but I want to touch on it just because there's some people that have gotten really confused and some of my friends have actually got hosed on this. So there is a hybrid draw system, but the way that Colorado issues deer tags is there's only a certain percentage that will go to non-residents. Well, basically it is virtually impossible to draw a deer tag at least. I think it's the same with elk. Maybe there's some opportunity with antelope, but it is very long odds in that hybrid draw system. So I think I would kind of forget about that um, and just base it on a preference point system, which means um, those with the most, I think we talked about it, but those with the most points will be issued the tag. So if you have, say unit A takes 15 points, that everybody with 15 points will get that until they run out of tags and then it'll kind of drop down to 14. Like mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yep. One cool thing about a system like that is it's very predictable to know when you're going to draw. Like you can, if you have like a go hunt or even Colorado, you can get right on their website. It's kind of hard to navigate or like an Epic, you can kind of get a unit breakdown of like, okay, this unit is going to take this many points and you can really kind of adjust your schedule. Like, okay, I can draw then. That's really um, nice. Yeah, for sure. Way cool. Um, there, it's just very tough though. If you're just getting involved, like it's hard some of those units are, you're just so far behind. Mm -hmm. that it's really hard to catch up. Um, so that's kind of the thing. In, in Colorado, you will need, um, it's an 80, it's $80 now to apply. That's a new thing. Um, that changed. It used to be that you had to, you had to submit all your money up front. Mm -hmm. Now it's, they have an $80 license fee and then there's no charge until you draw the tag. So that's kind of an interesting change. I think that happened two years ago. So that's kind of a new thing. Um, there are no waiting periods in Colorado as far as like if you draw deer, elk, antelope tags. So you're yeah. good there. Um, oh, draw deadlines. I, I think I forgot to mention that on Arizona. It's pretty early too for Arizona. Yeah. So I ought to mention that. Um, elk and antelope is like February. I got it wrote down on my calendar here. Ninth. I think. Is that it? Yes. February 9th for elk and antelope. And then it's mid June. Uh, I don't think it's been stated. I just got it kind of marked here for, um, deer. Mid -June for deer. So okay. Anyways, sorry. Get All off good. track. But, um, <laughs> so Colorado, that, that is an early April draw deadline. Um, they do have landowner tags, which is kind of an interesting thing in Colorado. They're kind of weird to navigate now that used to be the, like these different companies could kind of get their hands on them and market them. Um, it's, it's supposed to be a direct to consumer. So the landowner is supposed to sell them directly to the consumer now. So it's kind of made it a little trickier to get, but there's still some, I think go hunt still, uh, lets landowners post on there. Uh, there's a few different websites. You can kind of look into them. Um, the other thing, about Colorado 
like I would say as far as deer, if you're a mule deer hunter, you're crazy not to be applying in Colorado. Like the opportunity that's there, it's really good. Uh, it's changing quite a bit. Um, CWD's kind of taken hold. Um, they're really starting to issue more tags and there's some new season dates that are kind of coming down the pipe that I think is probably going to negatively affect it, but it's kind of a cool state and there really is a ton of opportunity. I mean, I've hunted a lot of really poor units there that really weren't high, fairly easy to draw on it. I mean, there's some pretty, there's just a lot of opportunity there for deer. They issue a ton of deer tags. It's a mule deer factory and, and elk too. Like the over the counter opportunity for elk is unbelievable in Colorado. Like we saw it this year. Yeah. And it's funny how people, um, you hear a lot of complaints about it, but for like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing to me that they can just offer over the counter opportunity to hunt bulls like that. And I mean, yeah, there's tons of people, but man, guys do get it done every year. It's super impressive. Oh yeah. Yeah. We we saw it firsthand, Jordan. Like, I mean, it was amazing really. Yeah. You're like, Oh, there's a, there's a pretty good 300, uh, 300 bull down there like a good six point and people were just like we can't find any elk there's no elk around here and we're glassing up bulls every day yeah it's super wild so that's one thing and like i haven't really hunted the archery hunts there and i've heard they're kind of crazy but i know some guys that i mean every year they're they're into really nice bulls it's pretty cool it's awesome that they can offer opportunity like that because that's that's really becoming um well, there's not a whole lot of it left, really. I mean, for there's elk, very rare. So that's one cool thing. Um, their prices did go up, I think, was that two years ago, too? So deer tag is uh, $400, elk um, $670, and antelope's $400 is what I got wrote down here. So it did go up a little bit. Um, one thing to maybe mention is the limited draw for elk. Uh, I'm sitting on like a whole bunch of preference points in Colorado and I really have no idea what to do with them because a lot of the tags, they probably really aren't worth like how many points I've got. So be careful with that in Colorado. It's not really a, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, some of those units, I'm sure they're probably good, but it's, it's probably not what a lot of people think. If you get six, seven points, it's not, doesn't mean you're going to get this big bowl. So that's one thing to consider. In Colorado, it's a little different. And antelope opportunity, they have you know a fair amount of antelope opportunity there too. So it's a it's a cool state. They I mean it's awesome. So yeah. Dude, uh real quick with Colorado, can we hit on I know we weren't gonna go into like the sheep and, and mountain goat points, but Colorado has a little bit different system where uh is it is it the three point rule? Is that what they call it? Yeah. So I believe is, I think it's five or maybe it is three. Maybe you're, maybe you're right. Maybe it is three, but you have to apply for a certain number of years before you're even into the draw. And then, and actually we should have talked about that because it is, and then it turns into like bonus points. So it's basically your issue to, there's no guarantee. Like you could have maximum points or maximum bonus points and you're still not guaranteed the tag if i understand it correctly it's so confusing and that's one thing that's weird is a lot of these states like it's just a little different how they when they start getting like the once in a lifetime and like 
most of the states have an application date all the same, but some of these states like in Arizona where they got them broke down or Wyoming, like that's coming right up. They have a, it's kind of all over the place and it's hard to follow that. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to hit on that. I don't, they call those weighted maybe. Yeah. So weighted points. I think that is what they, and maybe it works a little different than I'm thinking, but I think it's like a bonus point. So yeah, that is what they call them. Those weighted points. Gotcha. And, that reference is, point for deer, elk, and antelope, and then weighted points for sheep, moose, goat. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I wanted to make it clear on was like the elk and the deer and the antelope aren't in the same as that. Cause I know like people talk about that crazy weighted point system and I think it, it trips people up a little bit and they just think that yes, it's a mess and they don't sure. understand it. So then they don't even, but it's, it's not the same for elk and deer. So. Yep, for sure. And that that's when that like that hybrid thing when they when they issued that out, they didn't do a very good job. I think they did that mostly for the residents, but as a non-resident, basically I think you can forget about it or you're going to be wasting your application just yeah. because of the way it works. So yeah, but it confuses people and that's what's tough is like a guy trying to get involved. It's just like a ton of information to swallow. So Cool. Let's move on to the fun one. Idaho. Yeah. Idaho. So lots of changes in Idaho. Um, man, this state was kind of known as the opportunity state, the over the counter state. Um, you know, they had a really late draw. Um, and it's kind of one of those states, a lot of people would kind of go through all their other states and Idaho was kind of like one of those states like, Oh, we can get a tag there later, but that's all changed. Um, so the commission met in, I think it was mid November and come up. It was really short. They didn't give a, it wasn't a whole lot of time, but basically, so yeah, crazy to me. And I don't think a lot of non-residents probably don't even realize it happened, but now in Idaho, you have to, for deer, you have to pick a unit um, to hunt deer. So no more statewide deer tag. It used to be in Idaho that once you got your, your general season deer tag. I mean, you could basically hunt across the state. I mean, there's a few limited entry units, but just a ton of opportunity and that's all went away. You have to pick um, a unit now. So that's a really big change. And then they also did caps. So it, there was a few units that were just absolutely inundated by non-resident hunters. Um, uh, I was talking to a biologist he was saying, talking about units, like 40 to 50% of the hunter participation was non-residents. And that basically was just because you could get that non-resident tag and all these guys could just congregate in like certain units. And that's what was happening. So that's kind of their idea is spreading around the pressure. Um, and then the elk units they've kind of there's there's been some that were capped there's some that weren't they've just kind of streamlined it a little bit but man i was looking at the at the list and it is pretty crazy how many units are sold out there's they've sold out oh, tons of them like it i don't want to start naming them but a ton of units have completely sold out and if you were planning on just being able to get that Idaho over the counter tag, like in July, like a lot of people used to that that's gone. You'd really better jump on it for sure. No more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Changed a bunch. Um, I was on the phone for two hours or the, 
the computer yeah, for you two were. hours waiting to get it. You're like, are you shitting me? Like, is this really happening? I'm like, dude, yeah. who has two hours on a freaking Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning to do this? Yeah, that's what I feel bad for is there's so many people that like, man, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, if you couldn't have took the time off and basically a whole day of work to, you know, try to buy your Idaho over-the-counter tag, it's kind of crazy. So I'm guessing it won't be long and it'll probably be like a draw system. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they how they go through with that. So. Yeah, yep, it will. Um, one thing about Idaho, uh, you do need a license to even apply in the draws if we start. So, oh, so Idaho, um, yeah, we got carried away. Yeah, we, we did. Got <laughs> but it's a total random draw state. So one cool thing about Idaho is a person that's applying for 20 years. Well, it's kind of cool, I guess, depending on how you look at it. But a person that's been applying for 20 years has the exact same chance as a guy that started this year. So it's totally random. Um it's the way that it works is you basically have to pick in Idaho. One thing that really helps them and that makes their drawing odds better is you have to pick like, are you going to apply for once in a lifetime or are you going to apply for antelope deer and elk? And they do that with residents and non-residents. And it probably really helps drawing odds where they make you pick like that. That's one of the only States um, that I know of that does that. I think it is the only state that I know of that does that. Um, deer tags. So prices did go up. Um, so I'm, I think I'm, I think I figured that in here. Um, $185, I believe is for your hunting license. And then a deer tag, a deer and antelope is going to be $351 and elk will be 651. Um, I think the youth opportunity, this is another big change that was all recently done in Idaho. And a lot of guys, they were allowing youth to come to Idaho for the price, same price as not like a non-resident youth could hunt the exact same price as a resident youth. As long as there was a, it was basically a parent or a guardian bought the the full price non-resident tag. Mm -hmm. Well, that all went away this year. I believe that they have youth is now 50% of the cost. So like a deer tag will now be instead of the like $19, I think is what it was. I think it'll be 125. So that's a pretty big change. That's going to really yeah. surprise some guys too. Cause I mean, there was a lot of guys that were really, I mean, they really banked on that with their kids. Um, Let's see. Idaho does have a one-year waiting period if you draw, um, and that's across the board. So if, like, you draw a deer, you can apply for elk and antelope the next year, but you won't be able to apply for deer until that following year. So they do have a one-year waiting period. Um, and that's the same only, for non-residents? Yep. All for non And they no only look, yep, and they only look at one choice. So – when you apply one choice is all that counts. Some of these States, it's a little different. Um, we'll talk about like a Nevada that looks at multiple choices. Um, Idaho does have some, so like some of those over the counter opportunities, um, it's pretty cool. They, they still allow a deer. Like if you get a deer tag in a unit, you can still hunt archery season. 
and rifle generally um there is like a you have to get an archery stamp but that's pretty cool that they offer that and you can there's quite a bit of opportunity to be able to hunt um both deer and elk depending on the unit there used to be now you're going to really have to plan that out but it used to be that there was a bunch of opportunity to be able to do do that so that's a big change um let's see the application deadline will be it's early June. It's usually around the fourth or fifth, I believe, but I don't think they've actually set that date yet. Mm -hmm. So, but it's you got a while on Idaho. So that's one cool thing. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in Idaho. Kind of just rambling here. So, no, no, you're good. Is for a non resident though, you can apply for tooth or you can apply for an elk and you can apply for a deer correct yep and antelope yep you can do all three you just won't be able to apply for so they make yeah so you can apply for deer elk and antelope or one once in a lifetime species but it's or yep so it's not and like most states yeah so it's or so like if you so the the once in a lifetime draw that's due um in march is when or no yeah, it is. I, I No, it's April. I'm sorry. It's April. It's the end of April, um, once in a lifetime. And if you apply in that draw, you cannot, you cannot apply in the deer, elk, and antelope draw. Except there is a second choice um, draw. So if anybody doesn't pick up their tags, and one kind of weird thing about Idaho is you apply and then you have to find out if you drew. They will notify you with an email too. And then you have to go and buy that tag after you drew the tag. It, they don't like issue it automatically like on a credit card. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And a lot of people, it's kind of crazy how many people will forget to go get their tags, like some really high-end tags and people won't go get them. And then that second draw happens um, and, and everybody can apply for that. And it, the cool thing is about that is non-residents and residents, everybody's treated all the same in that second draw. So there's no, there's no non-resident 10% cap. There's none of that. So yeah. Dang. Okay. So kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. It's a little bit different. Um, man. So we'll jump to Montana it is a little bit complicated in my opinion with deer and elk. So this, it confuses me sometimes. Um, but Montana has, they look at things, it's preference point state for deer and elk. And then for antelope, it's a bonus point. There's three different, no, there's two different application. There's three different application dates for thinking about once in a lifetime. Um, they're kind of all over the place. So I'll kind of go over those application deadlines. So mid-March is when deer and elk are due. I don't know. They haven't said the exact date. And then I'll just mention this, but sheep, moose, goat, um, and bison. That's one cool thing about Montana. They do have that. Um, that's in May. And then June is the antelope um, deadline. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, one, another interesting thing about Montana is you can actually buy bonus points 
like after the seasons of change, like you can pick them up. I, man, I think you can get them. Oh, is it September? I think, or October, you can still buy them. Um, Idaho or Montana. The one cool thing is, is like their block management is probably one of the greatest block management, the way that they, so block management is, for private property owners, they get incentive um, from the state of Montana to allow hunters to hunt their property. And there are guys that do really well on like the block management areas. So they've done a really good job um, with some of that stuff. One really, another cool thing with Montana is, sorry, excuse me. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) One cool thing about Montana is it's a combination license. So it's a thousand dollars for, I think it's like a thousand, but they issue you both a deer and an elk tag. So a lot of guys really like that. Like if you're going to go up there, you can hunt both. Um, it's kind of a cool thing. If you want to apply in the deer and elk special units, this is what's really weird to me is this is where I fall in. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of like their general season hunt. So, but Mm -hmm. I have to apply for them. And then I can apply, I get an 80% refund. If I, if I don't draw and want to apply for the deer and elk special units. So it's, it's super strange, but it's a, it's a great state to apply. Like if you really like, or a big elk guy, I would definitely be in Montana um, deer, it's kind of cool. You get to hunt the rut, basically, honestly, like almost statewide. Um, but they just the quality super low, so it's kind of not really high on my list. But like for elk guys, I felt like I had to talk about it. It's it really is a great elk state. Yeah, for sure. It, I got roped into that. Um, I I applied for like a special elk archery tag, and then I did the deer combo. Plus, you got to get that archery stamp when you apply for an archery only, or they will boot you. Yeah. So, yeah, it was over a thousand bucks. I didn't draw. I opted not to get the deer tag because I wasn't going to be up there. And yeah, I got like a $600 refund or like a, it was almost a $700 refund. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And I think as an elk, I believe it's like $900 and deer's like 600 plus if you get them separate. Yeah. And then that's what I was saying is like that combo. They do give you quite a break if you want to hunt both species. So it's, it's just different. It's, it's a little different how they do it. It Um, Antelope though, like if a guy, like they have some great opportunity for antelope, like their quality is probably not really great, but some really good opportunity there for antelope. So that's one cool thing. Yeah. And it's kind of a late date. So like, if you don't have anything else, you can always look into that as far as applying for that. So, and they should have leftovers also, don't they? Yeah. So, well, that's changed because that used to be the case. And now I think it's, it's getting pretty tight. I think there was some, I can't remember this year. I think there was some, don't quote me on that, but I think there was some, but there are, is a, you can get on a list. I think they call it the, Anyways, and they kind of go through this list and they'll reassign them. So even if like, yeah, if July comes around and you don't have anything, I know there's a process you can go through and try to get something in in Montana. I haven't really 
that's one state I haven't dove into a bunch as far as like the general season mm-hmm. stuff. I'm, yeah. But yeah, but I know there's some opportunity there and I know guys have got them late. So. Gotcha. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Montana. Um, Did we hit draw deadlines? Oh, yeah. So, Montana. Did we hit that? Yeah, I think we did. I'm going to hit them one more time just in case. So, mid-March for deer and elk, and then it's early May for sheep, moose, goat, and bison. I think, yeah, and then early June for antelope. So, yeah. So, kind of, uh, you get a little bit of a, like, it's weird that antelope comes quite late. So, it's kind of almost after everything else is dropped up and I know a lot of guys that are doing that you know just as you know trying to fill something in if they don't draw anything so that's kind of cool so yeah yeah that is cool um flipping back to Idaho real quick yeah with with that deer tag you know like I got a deer tag that's a general um that I waited to all day to get I, I can hunt archery with that and then I can hunt the rifle season Yep, exactly. And you do have to get an archery stamp. That's what I was going for. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, there is that archery stamp. And that's one thing maybe we ought to mention is like, there are a lot of little nuance, like rules and differences in every state and like habitat stamps. Most states are pretty good and they'll walk you through it. But sometimes it's, that's where like some of these you know, going through the state's proclamations obviously is a really good idea, but also like having like a magazine from like an Epic Outdoors or one of them that can go through it and kind of line you out. It can be really helpful there. So it's a good idea. Like, but yeah, there are tons of little things like as far as that goes, and there's multiple states that do that. Wyoming's another one. We'll talk about that in a minute, but they, there's another that you have to you have to, if you want to archery hunt, you have to get a stamp to do that. So yeah, but yeah, it's just really following those rules and kind of diving in. And that's where I think a lot of guys get intimidated, but once you get into it, it's really not that bad. Yeah. You you get a few of the States that you want to hunt, figure it out. And then it's, it's not really too bad. Um, all right. Did we finish Montana up? Yep. I think think so. So let's see, we'll go to Nevada. Okay. New Mexico. Gotcha. So New Mexico is another um, completely random draw state, kind of like Idaho. So everybody's in, you know, like our odds are all equal. Um, One weird thing about New Mexico, and this really gets guys, it it actually got me for a number of years. I didn't know I was doing this, but first, second, and third choice counts in New Mexico. So you could literally draw first, second, or third, um, just as easily. Like you need to make sure you're filling out all three choices because they all count. And what happens is every application or every applicant gets a number. And so if they go through and your first, second, or third choice, if there's any tags available, when your numbers comes up, they'll issue you the tag. So that's really cool. Um, one thing about New Mexico that really helps its draws is all the money has to be paid up front. So like if you were going to apply for say deer, elk, um, like throw some sheep in there, man, you can run up a $5,000 bill yeah. application bill really <laughs> fast. So 
their odds really are helped quite, I would say quite a bit. Like with that, it's kind of a proven thing. Um, Colorado used to be like that. And when they went away from that, like it really, the people that will apply really jumps up. So that's one thing that really does help. Um, And they are really cool. One thing that I love about New Mexico when I apply there is like my refund, like when it's all said and done, they, it's very quick. Like they get that draw done and they, man, they get your checks out or your refund. It's like one to two weeks. So super fast. Um, New Mexico, as far as like deer and elk and antelope, they have man for elk. It is awesome. Like it is a great state. There's tons of opportunity. Um, they do a lot of short seasons and I think that's kind of where they get a lot of their opportunities. So they issue a lot of like, like a lot of their tags are like five day, really short seasons, but they have a bunch of different seasons. I mean, you can, there's elk hunts from, man, I've mixed it up and applied early, late. So there's just a ton of stuff for deer. It's probably not a really great state for deer, but it's a, it, it can be. And then one really cool thing is they bend over backwards for kids. Like they have, there's no minimum age, first of all, to hunt big game. Like there has been kids, like super young kids go down there. You, as long as they're accompanied by an adult, they can go down there. And I think they do have to pass hunter safety, but they have a ton of opportunity as well. Like they have some youth only hunts that they offer just some fantastic deals. Like it's, it's really cool. I have a buddy with a kid. They hunted a, it was awesome. I don't want to go into details, but like there's tons of opportunity for kids. So if you have kids, like you really ought to look into that. It's probably, um, elk. Oh, I was going to go over prices. So 780 for elk, 370 for deer and antelopes, 280. And you do have to buy a hunting license and, I think it's uh, $65 to apply. Um, There's no waiting periods in New Mexico. So that's kind of crazy. Like you can go down there. There's been guys that have drew, you know, elk tags year after year. I mean, odds are pretty hard of doing that, but I mean, it's totally, that's the thing is you can kind of be aggressive in New Mexico. And like, if you draw a tag, it's not like you're going to be sitting out a while. It's not like you burned a bunch of points and you could, you know, one year you could be more aggressive or less aggressive or like, there's even been years I've skipped out on New Mexico just because I'm not getting behind that point curve. So that's a really cool thing too, is you kind of just take advantage of it. Um, let's see, draw application. Um, it looks like it's, oh, I got it wrote down. So it's, it's March 17th this year is what it looks like. I usually don't fill them out unless it's for sure. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's pretty cool state. Um, a little different. Yeah. That's Uh, one I haven't been around really at all is New Mexico. I went and filmed like a, they do have a landowner tag or is it a voucher? type system yep 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 yep, i think so and then they also i'm pretty sure they have a guide draw um so there's two states that i know of that do a guide draw and new mexico is one of them so if you know you're going to go with a guide the other thing is there's like you have better opportunity applying in that guide draw um kind of have to dive into that i haven't personally done that but i do know that i think there's better i think the odds are quite a bit better doing that yeah, I think uh, Nevada is the other one, correct? Yep. 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 Okay. 
And then the other weird thing is about New Mexico is there's kind of some exotic species there. Um, there's some opportunity there. I just thought I'd touch on that. So yeah, orcs, ibex, Barbary sheep. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting, little different. Not all states have that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, I guess we'll roll on into Nevada. Yeah, I um, think we covered New Mexico pretty good. So, so Nevada, um, Nevada is kind of its own thing. It's a bonus point, but it's a squared bonus point state. So I personally think that probably the fairest way to administer a draw is Nevada's system. So basically they just square your points. Um, that's kind of an interesting way to look at it. But what's cool about that is like a guy that's been applying for years. I mean, he has a little better odds of getting it. And we're like a guy that's just starting out. He still can draw, but he's doesn't have quite the odds. Nevada, the one thing that it's kind of tough. And does that make sense about the squared point? Does that make sense? Like they take like, so if you had four points, they times that. So four times four, 16 applications you'll go in with. Yep. Hopefully that'll yep. yep. It does. Um, so they do weird. It's, it's odd because they look at all five choices too, when you apply. So that's, it's, it kind of messes up their draw a little bit, but you can actually put, five different choices down for each species you apply for. And they look at every single one of them before they go to the next guy. So it's kind of, it's very hard to look and say, okay, I'm going to draw this or I'm getting about, because it's kind of a random way of doing it. There's no guarantees. You could have max bonus points and still not draw the tag. So that's kind of an interesting way, but it is kind of fair. Um, you know, and, and your odds go up significantly, like every year, like, you know, so yeah, if like four times four would be like 16, or if you had six points, it'd be 36 chances. Mm-hmm. If you had 15, it'd be 200 chances. So it definitely, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. One thing about Nevada waiting periods, this shocks a ton of people, but they have a seven year waiting period on an elk tag. So yeah, so if you draw an elk tag seven years until you can even apply again, and that throws a lot of people for a loop. I know guys that have drew like pretty good elk tags. They just kind of were getting aggressive, thinking that they could, you know, and it completely like, yeah, for seven years, you're out of the game. And antelope is three years, but there's no waiting period for deer. <laughs> so it's super, it's kind of interesting how they do that. Yeah. Um, Nevada. And then this is what else is weird about Nevada is they have a landowner tag program and the way Nevada administers stuff's kind of funny. Like there's a lot of freedom in Nevada. Basically those landowners can market them however they want. They can sell them to whoever they want. They can like, if you had the means you could literally buy from one landowner, I believe, I think you can buy, you could buy like all his landowner tags. Like you could shoot 10 deer. Holy cow. So it's really interesting how they administer that. Like you can draw on the regular draw and buy a landowner tag. So it's quite crazy. And when you get that landowner tag, you get to hunt in every single season available in that unit. So you get to hunt archery, like you could literally hunt for 
you know, a couple months on a, on one tag. So it's quite a thing. They're pretty expensive. Um, Nevada is like tons of public land. Like it doesn't even matter. The Una, the private land is not a common thing in Nevada. Um, it's very, lots of public land. Um, so it's kind of an interesting thing. They also have some crazy, like they got raffle and they call them silver state tags. So you can apply for those at the time you draw. There's just like a ton of things you can do in Nevada. Um, as far as quality goes, Nevada is probably, it's probably one of the best States. Yeah. I mean, as far as deer elk antelope, like the antelope, like it's unbelievable. So it's kind of an interesting They've done, I think, given what they have as far as, I mean, it's the driest state. There's not tons of habitat. They do a pretty good job at managing it, I think. And it's just draw odds are long, though. It's tough and it's pretty expensive. Um, that's the other thing. Elk tag is $1,200. Ooh. Yeah. So, and a deer is pretty reasonable. I think it's uh, 240 and antelope's like 300 So it's kind of interesting. Um, we did talk about the guide draw. So they have a guide draw and how that works. If you know, you're going to be hunting with a guide in Nevada, you can apply with him. Now it used to be that you could apply in both draws. That's no longer, it hasn't been that way for quite a while. You have to pick one or the other. Um, so, but the odds are better, um, going into the guide draw, if you know, you're going to be hunting with an outfitter, you'd definitely be smart to talk with that outfitter and make, he should tell you, but that's one thing. And I think that, uh, let's see, it's, let me look, I don't have the guide draw on my calendar, but I know the regular draw. I think it's like uh, May 5th. Yep. May 5th is what I got wrote down here. So So it's um, pretty late too. Yep. Well, it's, yep. it's right yeah. in there, but pretty late yeah. for some of those. And they get them. And the cool thing is too, is Nevada gets it out pretty quick too. They always shock me. Like when we apply for some of these States, like you sit and wait forever to find out results. And yeah. I feel like Nevada usually whips it out pretty fast. So, um, and you do need, I, I don't know if I mentioned, you do have to have a hunting license to apply in Nevada and it's kind of steep compared to some of the other States. I think it's one fifty, So it's a little more than some of the other States, but just kind of how things are now. So yeah. So that's Nevada. Yeah. And then what is it to apply for each thing? Um, I believe it's 15. So, yep. I believe it's 15. Maybe it's even, t- it might be only be 10, man. I can't I, I almost thought they were different. Cause I, I did Maybe one, they are. I did one for elk and deer and I don't know. It felt like I paid a lot they of could money be. for that. I know they're, I feel like they're pretty reasonable, but I know when you're said and done, like you start, if you apply for deer, elk, antelope, you know, throw in a couple sheep. And if you're a desert sheep hunter or whatever like to be, I mean, Nevada, that's one, they give a ton of desert sheep tags compared to the other States. So I mean, good state. And that's one of those places. Like if you're already going to be in it for deer and elk, you're crazy not to throw another $15 for sheep in Mm -hmm. my opinion. So I would definitely apply for all the species they offer. Every once in a while, they have a mountain goat tag. Sometimes that, I think that's been gone for a while. They also have Rocky Mountain Bighorn you can apply for. So you start adding all those up, man, it, you can spend just $500 to apply for everything. I'll bet or almost, you know, it really adds up. Yeah. Yeah, it does. 
So if you start throwing a few raffles in there, you know, you want to throw some of that, but man, I know guys that have drew those tags. And I mean, like if you could get, I mean, it's like a governor's tag and it's just in a raffle. And I mean, I don't know, you'll never draw if you don't apply, but I don't know. It's kind of tough. It's a lot of money to swallow. So yeah, yeah. so much. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, um, I guess we can jump to Utah. So yeah. Utah. Um, Man, Utah is a weird state. Like as far as like how they treat non-residents, if they bend over backwards for non-residents, like it's quite crazy. Um, Utah, they do, you do have to have a combination license to apply, but if you do it right, it's a 365 day license and they actually allow you to apply two years in a row on that same license. It's really weird how they do that. Um, Utah is a bonus point state. So if across the board, it's bonus point, except for their general season deer. And I'm trying to try to explain this because Utah is a little confusing. There's two different deer draws. So for general season deer is what they call it. There's, it's actually a preference point. So I'm going to kind of break this down and hopefully it makes sense. So you have limited entry deer in Utah and then you have general deer. So you can apply for both. So limited entry deer is like um, some of the more famous units, you know, like your Henry mountains, um, the Pontagon, all the, there's, I mean, those are probably some of the more um, antelope Island. There's actually, no, that's only a resident tag. So that doesn't apply. But that's kind of their limited entry deer and then their general deer. So Utah went away, uh, I think it's been about eight, seven, eight years ago. They actually managed by region and then they went to a unit by unit management. It's probably helped the state. It has helped the state a bunch. But so they have these general season units all over the state and you get to apply for both and build points for both for deer. So that's super confusing. And that throws people yeah. for a complete loop. Cause like most States, it's not administered like that, but there is two ways. So you can, if you're not really a trophy hunter per se, you could apply for one of these general season units the odds are pretty good for non-residents. Like surprisingly, some of the units actually have a better odds for non-residents than residents as weird as that sounds, but that's, that's true. Um, not across the board, but there are a few. Um, and then, so yeah, you can apply and get to go and hunt like opportunity type deer. And then you can still gain points for like your limited entry deer. So that's kind of interesting. And then, Utah lets you apply, well, only non-residents. They let them apply for deer, elk, antelope, all the once-in-a-lifetime species, and a resident has to pick between deer, elk, and antelope, and then they get to pick one once-in-a-lifetime and let non-residents, and then they let non-residents apply for everything. So very weird how they do that. That That's is strange. One of the only states that I know of that handles things like that. Um, in Utah... It's first choice is all that counts. Um, so basically they allow you, I think, to fill out three, maybe they've changed that. It used to be that allow you to fill out multiple choices, but you're wasting your time. I guess you can if you want, but it's, they only look at the one choice. Um, you're only charged tag fees if you're drawn. So, and I think it's $10 
I believe it's a $10 draw or application fee per species. So you just as well apply for a bunch. Um, one thing uh, Utah does have a bunch of archery, um, muzzleloader and rifle opportunities basically across the board. Like they're one of the only states that actually offers like muzzleloader antelope tags or um, they'll also offer like antelope tags. So that's kind of a one thing to look at. Um, muzzleloaders, Utah has some, they're pretty lenient on a lot of their rules. Like muzzleloaders, they're basically single shot rifles. I mean, basically, I think the only rule is it has to be loaded from the muzzle. It's kind of like um, a lot of the states back east, Jordan, like as far as. Yeah, Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, full on scopes, like whatever you want. Like, yeah. so. They really, so as far as that goes, um, their limited entry odds are super long just because it's, they're hard, they're long odds, but where you get to apply for a bunch of stuff, it's kind of one of those states. I don't know. It's, they really do. They bend over for non-residents um, and their quality in the limited entry. It, it's pretty good. I mean, it's the Elks went down for them. They've kind of changed some management styles, but it's still pretty good. Um, they're deer. Um, so I'll kind of break down how this works. So they have a general deer tag, that general season deer tag is only $260 for a non-resident. So that's pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. And then the limited entry deer is 460. And then like your $800 for elk, $300 for antelope. So that's kind of, um, kind of how they break things down as far as prices. I think there is some youth um, price gaps that they offer. Most of the states actually are doing that now, but I keep forgetting to mention that, but I think they do have some. And then you're looking at an early March deadline. Um, so I don't think, let's see. So for that, that general season deer, is that, can you hunt uh, quite a few places with that? Yeah. So honestly, yeah, there's tons of, there's tons of opportunity. In fact, most of the state is in that general deer. So the limited entry deer, there's really not, uh, there's quite a few, but there's not, but a lot of the state is in that general deer. Um, the further South you go, quality usually goes up. Um, you know, the Southern Utah areas, I mean, they're kind of historically known for some really big bucks down there. And I, even in those general units, like some really good bucks still get taken out of them. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of opportunity and they're all over the state from, I mean, they're basically, yeah, all over the state. There's opportunity yeah. for that. Awesome. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. There's, there's some stuff that I think uh, guys can find in Utah. And I know, I know there's guys that as non-residents, they, I feel like Utahns as a general population, really, they hunt hard and invade other states. <laughs> like everywhere you go, you see a ton of Utah plates. And it's kind of funny, like when you're in Utah, I, it doesn't feel like there's tons of non-residents there, but there are some guys that are really doing well and taking advantage of it. So pretty smart of them. Mm -hmm. um, we'll jump over to, I guess, the last state. Wyoming. Um, it's probably my favorite state. I, yep. I, one of the best. I ones. Really, yeah. I really love Wyoming. I, <laughs> there's some things I hate, but it's cool how they, I, I feel like it's, it's awesome. So 
I'll kind of break this down. Wyoming, man, it's coming right up for elk. So if you're an elk hunter in Wyoming, January 31st is the deadline. That'll be the first one. So like, got to be thinking about that right away here. Um, we'll go through. So yeah, so they have that January 31st elk deadline and then June 1st for deer and antelope. So that's kind of different. Um, got to be right on the money with that elk. And then one thing that I'm really upset with Wyoming is they're not giving you the draw odds for the elk like they used to. They used to kick them out um, pretty early and now they're, I think they're admin or releasing them with deer and antelope clear in June. So I'm pretty sure that's the way it's going. Is that right, Jordan? Does that sound right? That does sound right. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of a new thing. Um, also Wyoming's increased the prices pretty significantly. Um, so elk right now. Oh, and then the other thing, Wyoming is a weird state is how they administer the draw. So it's a preference point state for 75% of the tags and then 25% of those tags go at random. And then there's two different draws. So they have a special draw versus the regular draw. You apply at the same time and you have to pick one or the other. The special, the special costs, um, well, I'll go through it. So special for elk is $1,300 versus the regular, which is 710. So basically Wyoming offers that if you want to spend some more money that you should have a little bit better draw results um, for deer, elk, and antelope Um, deer and antelope, the price difference is, so it's 675 for special versus 390 for regular. Um, Wyoming's one of those cool States though, is where it's like 75% of those tags are issued in that preference point round you can kind of predict when you're going to draw so when you're like, so, you know, if one point, you know, if one unit's going to take you say nine points, yeah, that's pretty predictable. It does, you know, it's really been creeping up like bonus point or preference point creep or point creep. Everybody talks about that. That's really been quite big in Wyoming. Like you see it, I think it's been pretty crazy to watch some of the more popular deer units out West, man. They have been, it, it was a, just a short time ago. ago. They've like more than doubled. So it's quite interesting how that's changed. Um, one cool thing about Wyoming is they average preference points in groups. So like if you're going with a group, say, you know, Jordan, you say you had 10 deer points and I had one, we, we would go in, you know, with like five. So they would, they would kind of split that up. Some States don't do it like that. So that's kind of cool. Wyoming does that. Um, Wyoming, I feel like as far as the elk, you know, they have some really good elk opportunity. Um, the antelope is the best in the country. Like if you're going to hunt, if you want to kill an antelope, you're crazy not to be applying in Wyoming, like super easy to get tags. They, it, I mean, there's more tags or there's more antelope than people in the state. Like they, it's awesome. Like super tons of opportunity. Um, as far as deer, uh, Wyoming, you know, has, there's some couple units that get tons of notoriety and kind of ride, but man, there's some really good places elsewhere to go. And it can be, you know, you can get them pretty regular basis. And I think 
a lot of guys are missing opportunity by not taking advantage of that. I think so. I think so too. On those non, like on the, the special draw, is that those being two separate draws is like more, if more people put in for a special draw, is that taking away from the regular draw? Yeah. So, you know, there's actually some units that (laughs) is funny enough that people actually, the special has worse odds than the regular. It's kind of interesting because I think a lot of people just assume that, oh, if I spend more money and go in the special draw, I'll have better odds. That's not necessarily the case. And sometimes it's only like maybe a half a point and they even get, so I should have went into a little more detail. So let's say you did have 10 points and I had one, we would actually go. So it would be, they would actually add them together it would be like exact, like we would go in with 5.5 points. Does that make sense? It does. So we would have preference over somebody with five or so that's, or somebody with six. I think they even go to point. I think it's 0.25 is how close, maybe they'll even go more, but I know it's pretty aggressive how they look at that. So when sometimes that 0.5 can like, man, it, it, it's cost me a couple deer tags. Make the difference. Like, yeah. Yeah, it will. So you got to watch it. Like, and it, yeah. So it can make all the difference. It can make or break you, kind of depending on how it goes. Um, the other thing that uh, is kind of weird it, as far as like Wyoming allows, like you can use crossbows. So, I mean, there's quite a few people that I know take advantage of that that are like, you know, don't maybe can't quite pull a bow back anymore. Not super accurate with a bow. Like there's some opportunity there. And then um, you do have to have that archery permit. We did mention that earlier, I think, in Wyoming. And that's, but a lot of the, dude, that's yeah. gone up astronomically. Yeah. What did that go to? It, you used, it used to be $30 or $25 maybe. And it went to 70 yeah, it's so crazy. And you know what's what nuts is like it's weird how few of people really do. Like if you if you're an archery hunter and you want to go out and hunt antelope, there are units that I literally know you will not see another person in the entire time you're out there. Like it's absolutely crazy how few people take advantage of it. But maybe that's why, because it's that's quite a that's pretty expensive. Yeah. Yep. And then another thing Wyoming does just as a state is non-residents cannot hunt the wilderness by themselves. Yep. And that really sucks. Like there's a lot of places that, yeah, that really affects a lot of places. So you got to be mindful of that. It's a big deal, really. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I was going to mention like, I I think this is one of the most popular topics but there are so many people that have been applying for wyoming's limited entry deer units or the you know yeah the controlled hunts or whatever you want to cut like man those units basically the way wyoming attacks this like a lot of states when you think of controlled hunt or limited entry units you immediately go to like oh this is going to be better or the quality is going to be better that's not necessarily the case in Wyoming. It's one of the only places like the real reason that they are limited entry or they, it's not just an over the counter like general season is because they're just trying to manage the residents there. And that's why there's a draw there. There are guys 
like building points, building points and have no idea what to do with them. And like some of those limited entry deer units, I know guys that have been on them recently. Like I talk to people all the time, burning nine, 10 points and going out and just like having a horrible hunt. And I know guys that are going like getting leftover tags in some of these not famous regions and like getting really nice deer. So be very careful building points in Wyoming for some of that stuff. It's really interesting how it's a really common thing. You'll see people talk about that a lot. Like I'm sitting on all these points. What do I do with them? Yeah. And another thing that's, that's interesting with Wyoming and I, Nevada is this way as well. And I mean, Idaho used to be, but not anymore. Um, they, they almost do like regions, uh, yep. Yeah, Wyoming's regions. So you'll have, you know, different letter named regions and they'll have maybe, I don't know, five units, four, five, six units in that, in that region. Yep. You can hunt all of the units in that region unless they're controlled. And then if you draw controlled, then you're, you're limited to that one unit. Exactly. And that's a great point, Jordan, because like the other thing got to be careful of is some of those inside of that region, there will be different start and end dates based on unit. That's trippy. And that, and people get burned on that frequently. Like there's certain places inside that region that start or end different dates. So guys really got to watch that. And like Jordan was saying, like, so when people start, you start seeing like, you know, these different region and they're off a letter. So you'll have, I think they even start it. Do they start at a region a probably? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's like a through like J maybe. Yep. And so there's all those. And then you'll see like unit numbers. So the ones that are just based on a unit number that you're applying for deer, those are your, what's limited entry for the residents. So, and everything's limited entry for us, all regions you have to apply. You can't, well, you can buy some of them over the counter later, but uh, it's basically we're applying as a non-resident, you're applying across the board and where the regional numbers with letters, a resident can hunt over the counter across the state. If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it definitely does. They're just like, in a way they're trying, it's still a general tag for that, like for that set of units, because, um, that's what like residents get to hunt, but like residents aren't limited to those regions. It's almost kind of like what Idaho is trying to do. They're just trying to limit the amount of people that can be in one place. Yep. For sure. Yep. So man, that was, uh, I think that's basically it. Again, like, you know, look at Kansas. I mean, there's draws in Kansas and I mean, for mule deer, there's, there's draws now going across the West or East, even for, in some places for elk, like, I don't know if you're out that way, I would definitely be looking at some of that stuff. So not just totally focused, but at least that was kind of a breakdown on on what on the best the, the best eight units i think out west when people think of it so yeah dude yeah for sure um i think the only thing for wyoming we didn't cover was cost oh yeah so let's go through that um yeah and wyoming no we did i think but i'll go through it again so deer the regular is 390 and then 
So actually, this is deer and antelope. They're the same price. So regular is 390 and special draw is 675. Yeah. And the elk regular is 710 and the special is 1300 now. Wow, that's crazy. It's really went up. But yeah. 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 Dude, it's crazy. That, that special, like if you really want to hunt Wyoming or something, it can give you, I don't know, the ones that I've seen, it can give you like a two year jump yep for sure best probably like one yeah for for sure sure. Mm -hmm. yeah and like on the general i think is it like you could basically get a general the general elk permit is that i think and i think if you have like one or two points so and i think versus the regular i think it's up to like three or something now so yeah you definitely can jump and like if you're really wanting to go hunting i mean it can help you out or if you're looking at some of these units and you're like man i could draw that i don't have anything going on this year i could draw that antelope tag if i go to the special maybe it's worth it to do it you know every once in a while and your points that was the other thing i forgot to mention Wyoming is not going to give you points when you apply anymore. You have to buy them after. Um, I didn't know that. Really weird change. Yeah. And I'm not sure why that happened. I know that there was, yeah, I'm sure there's quite a few people that didn't know about that and probably didn't get a point last year, but I think that started last year. Dude, now I have to look because I'm screwed yeah, you actually do have to buy them after. They're pretty good about like sending an email, but a lot of people ignored that email. And yeah. And then the other thing is Wyoming really too. Most of the states have a purge process, but like I think Wyoming, I want to say it's only a couple. Like if you don't apply for a couple years, they purge your points yep. out to zero. So you got to watch that too. Yep. Yeah, they do. Another thing about Wyoming too, I don't know if any of these other states have it, but their type system for the tags. Yes. You ought to touch on that. Yeah. I think that makes people very confused. Um, So a type one tag is the one where it's basically like your, it's not a general, but it's your, your rifle tag, but you can buy a point or you can buy that archery stamp and hunt the archery season for that. Um, what you'll what you'll run into then is a type nine tag, which is an archery only. You can't hunt yep. rifle with that. And then is it a type two that's rifle only, no archery? I believe so. I think, I, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's how it is. Is it's type man? I should know that, but I, I think that is how it is. Yeah, and then you get to like type four, five, and six. Those are all like cow tags. Yeah, like reduced. Yep. Yep. And something about those cow tags too, that I I didn't really know is they, you can get a cow, a reduced price cow tag in addition to a type one tag, but you can't get like a type three tag, which is a full price cow tag and a bull tag. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah. And the other thing maybe we ought to mention like antlerless opportunity in Wyoming, like man for like the doe tags for, especially for like antelope. And if a guy was like wanting to go out and do an antelope hunt and like maybe take some kids out and like have, make sure they have pl- like a 
you could really feel a, a cooler filling, a cooler yeah. filling trip for really reasonable. I think you can get like two or three Dota. I'm pretty sure. So it's, they have a bunch of opportunity for that and they're cheap, super cheap. Yep. Yep. Cheap. And man, I think that's it. There is leftover opportunity in Wyoming. Although man, you know, four or five years ago, there's uh, a couple of generals or, um, the hell are they called uh like a group of units what did i just call those things oh regions uh, regions yeah. there was a couple regions i used to hunt that would have leftover tags all the time and they would be a good backup and now they don't at all like if yeah, you don't apply you're screwed it's changed so much you know there was some really good regions even out west here like you could draw on a second and that was the other thing is like if you don't draw your first choice and you want to put something as like a second choice like one of these uh you know maybe one of these regions in like the central part or you know you if you draw one of those they don't take your points and that's so a lot of guys used to be able to do that you could hunt some of these desert units apply for you know something you really like one of these high-end everybody sought after but you could put like one of these desert units for deer for like your second choice and go out there and do it. And the same thing with antelope, like there's a lot of guys I know that have built a ton of points hunting antelope and they're applying on a second choice, like a not so desirable tag for second choice and going almost every year. And like, so the opportunities, like the hunting opportunities are really there if people will just dive into them mm -hmm. and kind of figure it out. So there's tons of, for that kind of stuff, there's just so much information and stuff you should dive into. And again, I really feel like, like a go hunt or an epic, it's probably really well worth your hundred dollar investment. I, if you're wanting to come out West and hunt, or even if you're out West and are looking at another state, it could really probably save you that on one mistake or one, you know, didn't know this or something. So I feel like it's probably a pretty good, yeah. pretty good investment. I think so, man. I, I do. I really think so. Um, man, that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, I think you've about got it. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's about it. So yeah. Thanks for, thanks for taking the yeah. time to go through it. I know it was kind of tedious. Yeah, no, no trouble. And hopefully that all makes sense to everybody. So Hell if yeah. you have any questions, they can hit me up. So. Perfect.